Good morning, good morning, everyone. This is Dr. Patricia Bay, Dr. Patty, and you are tuning in to Therapy in a Nutshell here on KCNR 96.5 FM, 1460 AM, your talk radio. I want to tell you a story, and this isn't a story that I tell to everybody, and here I am going to tell it to my almost 64,000 listeners, um, but I, I need to tell you this story because it is the origins of what happened for the lesson I'm going to teach you today. Uh, back in about 1990, I was in the emergency room, or actually in the ICU. I was in the ICU with my husband, Rich, and his mom and his dad, who was dying. He had a severe bowel blockage um, subsequent to colon cancer, and he was in ICU, and he was slowly going down. And we were sitting by his bedside, basically doing um, support and death watch vigilance. And we were there for a couple days. It was going slow, and we were just trying to support each other through the process. And I was looking at his dad, and all of a sudden, through about where his solar plexus is, I saw this beautiful, incredible iridescent light rise up out of his body and it hovered over his body and then it whooshed really fast out of the room. And I was astounded and I couldn't even hold it back, but I started saying, he's gone, he's gone, he's gone. And Rich said to me, no, no, his heart's still beating. I said, no, he just left. I saw him. He just left. The body took one more deep breath, and the heart rate on the monitor flattened out, and he he died. And Rich was staring at me, and his mom was staring at me, and it was truly one of the most beautiful things I have ever seen in my entire life. The, the beauty of the light that came out of his body, the iridescent, sparkly, and the whoosh in which he left the room with such expansive freedom. He had been so sick for so long, and when this light came out of him, it was almost like a celebration. And it was so incredibly beautiful. I was very moved by it. I've never forgotten it. I can close my eyes and see it even right this minute. But after that happened, it a bunch of things fell into place for me. Uh, from the time I was about probably about 14, I began to realize that I could see energy patterns around people. I could see the colors around them, um, and I never quite knew what it was. It took, it took me a little while to realize not everybody saw that. Um, and then I started figuring out and when I was about 19 that, oh, I'm seeing the energy around people, and some people get really scared by that, and I need to not tell anybody I see that because it freaks them out. So I kind of learned to keep that to myself, and then as I became a therapist and do therapy with people, I unconsciously can look at the energy patterns around them and know more about what they're feeling physically or emotionally. And it's it's been a healing service, and I feel deeply blessed to have that ability to do that. But it all goes along with what I'm going to teach you about today. And I want to tell you I'm going to do something really cool that I'm excited about. If you are tuning in and listening to this radio show, 
I am going to give away copies of my DVD. It's called Earth School. And that's the lesson I'm going to teach you today. I'm going to teach you about Earth School. But if you would like to get a free DVD of Earth School, you may email me at drpatty, D-R-P-A-T-T-Y, at patriciabay.com. And you click on email Dr. Patty when you go there or to my website, patriciabay.com, or you just directly email me, Dr. Patty, D-R-P-A-T-T-Y, at patriciabay.com. And in the subject line, put Earth School. And um, let me know that you'd like a copy, and I'll give you a free download, and you can download it directly to your TV or your phone. Okay, so after I saw this incredible vision, when Fred was dying, and when it really came home to me that it fit in with the energy that I could see around people, I started teaching about Earth School and why we are here. Then I created a children's book called Earth School, and when I went to publish the children's book, we ended up making it a DVD, an animated DVD. And it teaches this lesson really beautifully. There are people that are terminally ill that watch it a lot because it gives them a lot of comfort. Uh, it gets the lesson to children and to adolescents when they don't quite know why they're here or what's going on, or maybe they're struggling with grief or loss or insecurities. So it's a positive, loving lesson. And I'm going to teach it to you here today, and you're welcome to contact me to get a free download of it so that you can watch it at home. So let's talk about what I mean by Earth School. Let's say that before we come to be in this incarnation, in these bodies, living this life here on Earth, that we were somewhere else. Now, put this into any religious or spiritual framework that you want. I am totally supportive of all people's belief systems. I am not prejudiced against anybody that they should believe exactly like I do or someone else. You're free. This is America. You're supposed to be free to do your own religious beliefs. But what I think of as before we came to enter these bodies here on our school and we're born is that we're somewhere else. Now, my personal belief is that we're with God. So put that into your personal belief system. If you're just energy somewhere that comes and incarnates into a body here on earth, okay, whatever. So we drop down into these bodies, and then we're going to live this existence in our school. And there's one purpose in our school, and one purpose alone. And that is to learn to love. Now that sounds really simplistic, but I want you to think about it for a minute. We are here to learn how to love ourselves, to love others, and to love that place that we came from. So my word for that would be to love God. Your word can be whatever you want that to be, to recognize that there's some place you were before you dropped into these bodies. So even if you have a atheist or agnostic kind of viewpoint, what happened to you before that created you who you are in this body. Just go with that. So you're here living this existence on earth, and you're here to learn how to love. Now, in my practice, my psychology practice, I have seen people that love others well. They do a good job being um, helpful and kind and of service, and they love other people a lot, and they don't love themselves. 
And I see people that have absolutely no belief system as to where they came from or where they'll go or what it's like. And some people are okay with that. That's their belief system to be like that. And then some people are very frightened by that and unsettled and not grounded. So they might love themselves very narcissistically and not other people or have any kind of belief system. Or they might have a belief system, but they don't love other people very well and don't love themselves. So I, I see combinations of all three of those, loving ourselves, loving others, and loving where we came from. All right, I'm going to tell you a little joke. God created earth, and he said to all the souls in heaven, I'm going to send you to this really cool place where you're going to go and learn lessons. And right in here where you are, before you go to this place, you're in a place of perfect love. When everything's wonderful and perfect, how do you grow? How do you expand? What motivates you to do something differently? So God created earth school, and he sent all the souls from heaven down to earth. And they lasted about a weekend. And they said, I don't think so. And they all went back to heaven. And God said, no, 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 you're supposed to stay a while. Learn your lessons, grow, evolve. Now get back down there and stay. So all the souls said, okay. And they go back to earth and they squeak it out like 30 days. And they say, I don't think so. This is hard. And they go back to heaven. And God says, "Mm, me, damn it, get back there. You're supposed to stay a lifetime, like 70, 80, 90 years. Learn a whole lot of lessons. And then when you come back here, you'll be more evolved. Now get down there and stay and live out a lifetime. He sends all the souls back down to earth, wipes out their memory of heaven, and they stay. Think about that. We are here and we forget where we came from. And we are here to learn lessons. So what I want to teach you today is how do we do earth school and how do we learn to love ourselves, love others, and form some kind of belief system that makes us know why we are here. All right, we're going to go to break and we'll be back in just a minute. Welcome back to Therapy in a Nutshell. This is Dr. Patty. You're listening to Sunrise Over Standing Indian by Cherokee native Randy McGinnis and his CD, Ancient Voices. Ancient Voices is a CD that's full of a lot of Cherokee prayer songs and has percussion in the background by Will Clipman, an amazing drummer. And it's just a beautiful CD that is this peaceful throughout it's gorgeous so ancient voices you can go to randy mcginnis's website randymcginnis.com and check out all six of his cds they're all different they're all incredibly beautiful and they will help you chill help you find your inner center help you get to sleep too it's awesome okay we are talking about earth school this place where we all live so let's think about our bodies as containers All right, if we are a container for the essence of who we are, our soul, then our soul drops down into these bodies. Sometimes this sounds kind of funny, but I think of it like we are a peanut butter jar and we get filled up with peanut butter when we're born. And when we die and go back to where we came from, we give up our peanut butter jar because we don't need it anymore. So we are more than our container. And this is a really important thing for us to remember. We often get 
get triggered by what our body looks like or what we can or cannot do. Um, and what is more important is what's filling up our container, not what our container looks like. So it's more about the essence, the peanut butter in the jar, not the jar. So it's hard to remember that sometimes because here on earth we start to feel competitive and often feel less than or not good enough or needing to be more than what we find ourselves feeling like we are. And that gets in the way often of us loving ourselves. So as we learn to love ourselves, initially when I'm trying to teach that to people, they kind of are afraid of it because they think if they like who they are, they'll stop trying to improve or be better. Now think about that. Let's put that in a in an example. Let's say that you want to lose weight and you put the ugly fat pictures of you on the refrigerator and you're thinking if I look at myself on the refrigerator and feel disgusted at myself, I will close that door and not eat anything. It's kind of not how it works. When we don't feel good about ourselves, when we feel disgusting or ugly or not good enough, it does not really motivate us to try harder. It often makes us feel demoralized and our energy is wrecked and we can't seem to pull it together to do what we know we need to do. So what I suggest to people is celebrate who you are. Put your most beautiful picture on the refrigerator. Put the one you love the most and say, I'm working toward that again. It's much more inspiring than putting something negative and ugly. So let's go back to the idea of we incarnate, we come in and we inhabit these containers with the essence of who we are, and then we need to do earth school. And if the purpose of earth school is to learn how to love ourselves, love others, and love that place we came from, how do we do that? Well, I think one of the reasons there are therapists and healers and, and people to help guide you, whether it's your minister or somebody who is very positive and loving or a therapist who helps you work through your issues, what happens here in our schools, we get all wrapped up in fear. Fear of death, fear of abandonment or not being good enough. Uh, fear that no one is going to love us like we really need and want to be loved. So we wrap ourselves up in fear. I often think of my job as a psychologist is to help people figure out what they're afraid of in their whole existence and learn to overcome that fear, learn to put it aside, learn to not give that energy anymore or uh, let it run their lives. Like a visual that I often have is that their fear is driving their car. And they're way in the back of the station wagon, not even seat belted in, bouncing all around. And fear's driving their car. And they are careening down a mountain out of control. That's what happens when you let fear run your life. So my job is to help them figure out how they're afraid, what they're afraid of, and how fear is driving their car. So that we can get the car to stop, them to get out of the way back from bouncing around, and begin to drive their own car. It's a cool metaphor because sometimes you need to stop and ask yourself, who's driving this car? And I mean your life, your job, your relationship, your parenting, your whatever. Who's driving the car? Who's making the decisions? Who's setting the belief system? That's really important. So here in our school, the idea that 
when I see people, I'm looking for what they're afraid of and how they are sabotaging themselves. And then I'm looking at what is their connection to where they came from. And I'm not trying to get them to believe in a certain religious or spiritual way. I want to see if they are grounded with their belief system about who they are, where they came from, and what will happen when they die. And that can be anything. It can be that you feel solid and secure with what you believe in. Now, I see people that sometimes have absolutely no concept or belief system of that and are okay with that. And then I see people that are very ungrounded by that. They're so fearful of death or dying or not making it in this world in a successful way that they're frightened and the fear runs their life. So the big issue here is what are you afraid of? When you are doing earth school, what are you afraid of? How are you afraid of not being good enough or not attractive enough or successful enough? And what do you believe will happen when you leave this container you're in right now and go back to where you came from? All those are really important things and belief systems that motivate who you are here on our school. So let's look at another spiritual concept that goes along with this. Let's say that when we are born here in our school, people are born with different levels of development. And I see this proven over and over again in my 30-something years of doing this as a psychologist. The people are born with kind of innate abilities. Have you ever met somebody that is born and you go, God, that person is an old soul? They might be two years old. They might be a brand new baby. They might be a 10-year-old with wisdom beyond their years. They might be a 25-year-old who is so settled and doing so beautifully with driving their own car that you're impressed and you're awed, and they feel like an old soul. So let's say people come into this earth school incarnation with different levels of development. The job we have here on earth school is to begin to return to that oneness, to that spirit, to God, to whatever your belief system is. Our job is to evolve and to learn and to become more loving of ourselves and others and that place we came from. Almost every religion that I've ever studied, and I'm told that every religion on earth, so I haven't studied all of them, so I can't tell you for sure, but I've been told this, has some version of the returning to God, to returning to spirit. And the word for that is atonement. And if you write out the word atonement, the returning to God, it says at one meant. Returning to the oneness, returning to the perfect love, the place where you were not questioning who you were, and That is a return to the oneness, the atonement. So no matter where we were born into this earth school and how much growth we have to do, the the job is the same. How well do you love yourself? How well do you love other people? And how well do you love that place you came from? So how are you doing moving back toward the oneness, the love? The feeling really centered and good about yourself. Now, think about who are probably the most evolved people on the planet. You know, I, I look at Jesus Christ, um, 
Now let's look at other famous, very spiritual and centered people. Gandhi, Mother Teresa. Um, there are other religious figures that people say were evolved and holy. And one of the things they all had in common is they believed in the power of love. And I'm not talking that Valentine's Day kind of, oh, you know, give you hearts, I love you. I'm talking about that deep resonance of I love myself. If any of you are struggling with the concept of loving yourself, you can go to my podcast on, it's Therapy in a Nutshell podcast. It's on Spotify, iTunes, Apple, Pandora, everywhere. And make sure you get my Therapy in a Nutshell podcast. I have recently found out that there's somebody plagiarizing my work and violating my copyright and has done a Therapy in a Nutshell YouTube channel. And she's violating my copyrights and we're working on that. Uh, But make sure you get Therapy in a Nutshell podcast, Dr. Patricia Bay, and look for the one entitled Loving Yourself. And it will take you through this idea of how do I love myself when I'm not perfect? How do I let go of everything having to be just right or looking how you want to look or be as successful as you want to look or be a better parent? Can you love yourself exactly as you are right here, right now? And the answer is yes. But you need to learn how to do that. So that podcast, Loving Yourself, will help a lot. All right. So let's get back to the concept of Earth School. Once we drop into these containers, we incarnate, we whatever you want to call it, and we become the peanut butter in the jar, and we are living our existence here on Earth School. If you are centered in the here and now and you're focused on what you're doing, you don't have to give a whole lot of thought to when You don't need your container anymore when you're going to die. But as we get older and we're faced with our mortality, um, some some people are faced with the mortality when they're 10, when they're 15, when they're 5, when they're 50. Some people are faced with a mortality the first time they lose somebody very, very important to them. And they are saying, what happens to me when I leave this incarnation, when my peanut butter's out of the jar and I don't need the jar anymore. (gasps) What happens? All right, we're going to go to break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about what happens. Welcome back to Therapy in a Nutshell. You are listening to Eagle Prayers from Ancient Voices. Eagle in Cherokee is a Wohali. Randy McGinnis has been teaching me to speak Cherokee. It is an absolutely gorgeous, beautiful language. So these are a Wohali prayers from Ancient Voices. Thank you, Randy, for letting us use your music on Therapy in a Nutshell. RandyMcGinnis.com. Check out his CDs. You can buy them from his website, too. Okay, we're talking about Earth School. We come here to learn lessons. We come here to evolve. We need to do one purpose and one purpose alone on earth, and that's to learn how to love. We need to learn to love ourselves, each other, and that place we come from. So let's talk about when your container, when your essence of who you are, your soul, is done with your container and you are going to go back to where you came from, what happens? Do you remember? Are you scared? And here's what all the great religions of the world teach, that when you die, 
when you're done with this container, you go back to where you came from and you become part of that oneness, part of that spiritual essence. And again, put that in any religious spiritual framework that resonates with you, that is who you are. When you, when you die, you go somewhere that is what you're familiar with, where you've been, and you are comforted. You are met. And you go through what happens over there. And it's not something you need to be frightened of. And I see people a lot that have terminal illnesses. And sometimes they're really frightened of what's going to happen. And every once in a while, they get really calm. And they say, this is exciting. I'm going to know. I'm going to go back to where I came from, and I'm going to find out the answer. And they get excited like it's an adventure, because it is. So if you're dealing with the loss of somebody and you're suffering with grief, if you are looking at your own impending death or you're struggling with a terminal illness or just a difficult illness, know that you are not being forgotten. Know that the things that we go through here on Earth School have purpose. They are to help us evolve. I have never yet in my practice heard somebody who said, my life has been so wonderful and so perfect, and that has helped me become this amazing human being that I am. We all have adversity. Every single person I've ever talked to has some sort of adversity that happens to them. And maybe that's, you know, those are the people that seek out therapy. But I'm not just talking about my clients. I'm talking about, I've taught workshops all over the country, uh, therapy and nutshell workshops. Um, and the people that I see talk about the adversities that they've been through. When you get it, that you are here to learn lessons, and the stuff we go through is not for nothing, okay? It is for something, and the purpose is to help you grow, to help you evolve. Because when we've got a rock in our shoe, we will eventually take our shoe off and get the rock out so that we can walk better. So we will have anywhere from a little discomfort, like the rock in our shoe, to big discomforts and big decisions we have to make in our life. So when you are suffering or struggling, whether it's terminal illness or with somebody who's died or a loss of something like a job or a divorce or all sorts of, there's so many losses we can suffer in life, and and I'm sure each of you have been through some. When you go through a loss, stop and say, what am I supposed to learn from this? And sometimes we can't see it when we're in the midst of it. And sometimes that's why it's important to seek out good therapy because sometimes a really good tour guide, a really good therapist can help you figure out why you're going through what you've gone through and what's the purpose of it and how can you evolve and grow beyond where you are right this minute. So when you're here on earth, it's really important for you to look at your patterns of fear. What do, you, what do you tend to be afraid of? Are you afraid of being judged for body image or success? Are you afraid of death or dying? Are you afraid of abandonment? Somebody's going to stop loving you? We tend to fear the same types of things. And that's one of the things that a good therapist is looking for. They're looking for the patterns that you have. In fact, next week, the show that I'm going to do on the radio is about the patterns we do 
and I will be taking you through how to identify your own patterns and how to look at where the place is to change a dysfunctional pattern. But for right now, let's look at what is your fear pattern? What do you tend to be afraid of? And it will be similar. You'll hear about somebody who gets cancer and you'll go, oh, guys, I so worry about that. Or you'll look at some aging person, uh, like maybe some 85-year-old, and you think, oh, growing old is so scary. Or you, someone else gets promoted instead of you, and you start thinking, oh, I'm just not good enough. Nobody sees my worth. I'm never going to get anywhere. I'm not successful. You will know what you're afraid of when you stop and listen to your self-talk. When you stop and listen to what you say to other people. And you'll say it a lot. So those are your patterns of fear. And those are the things that you probably came to Earth School to learn how to evolve with. So right now, let's look at your pattern in terms of loving yourself or loving others or loving that place you came from. How well do you love yourself? And I'm not talking about that narcissistic kind of, oh, I'm wonderful, I'm perfect, everybody should listen to me. No, I'm saying, do you accept yourself as you are? Do you feel like even though maybe your thighs touch, that you're okay, that maybe you aren't a size two anymore, and you're more curvy now, or whatever? Is it body image and looks? Is it intelligence, brains? Uh, Is it memory? I hear people say, oh, I've got an atrocious memory. I'm just a dummy. I, I can never remember anything. What are you afraid of that says you are not worth loving? Sometimes it's from your history. If you've been abandoned and left often, the message that you tend to internalize is I am not worth loving. People leave me. Now, some, sometimes that's projected outward, outward saying, People are basically bad. People will not commit. They will leave me. And I fear that because I've been left so many times. They will even put others in charge of their abandonment. They'll say, don't be like every other guy I've dated. Don't be like every woman who's left me. Don't be like my parents where my mom was, my dad was. Don't hurt me. Don't leave me. And they hand the other person their power. They hand the other person the ability for them to say whether they're worth loving or not. So we want to take back that power, and we want to say, I am lovable. I am worth loving. And I don't need anyone else to tell me that. And it doesn't have to be that I'm perfect, or that I look a certain way, or I've made a certain amount of money, or I'm successful in a certain way. I am worth loving simply because I am I'm pausing there for a reason. I want you to gather that into your consciousness. If you are part of that beautiful oneness that we call creator, spirit, God, whatever, if you're part of that beautiful oneness, are you worth loving? Is that oneness worth loving? If we look at it from a biblical sense, Jesus was part of God. Jesus was part of the oneness as his son. So Jesus is part of the oneness You are as well. Are you worth loving if you are part of that beautiful oneness of the universe? And the answer is yes. 
And finding that out is a huge comfort. It doesn't mean you have to look better or make more money or be a better parent. Right here, right now, you can say, I am worth loving. And it's interesting what happens. When people begin to love themselves, they are less fearful in the world. That doesn't mean that you never grieve or get hurt or somebody doesn't hurt your feelings or stomp on your heart. It means that in all the adversity that we go through, we still remember that we're okay and we're worth loving. And we are part of that beautiful oneness. Okay, so let's look at do we love others? How do you love another person? How do you love groups of other people? How do you love people that don't believe like you believe or that have different values? How do you say you're worth loving as well? What's the message that people have given to you when they when they stop loving you, when they withdraw their love from you? Is that a message about them or is that a message about you? Now, it's interesting because people want to be accepted for who they are. They want others to validate them and tell them they're worthwhile. They want to be acknowledged. And they want to know that they are worth loving. And they want that to come from outside of themselves. That is a normal human experience. It's one of the reasons we're here on our school is to connect with others and to love. To not only love ourselves, but to love other people. Now, does that mean that all of a sudden you get foolish and you trust absolutely everybody? No, I'm not talking about trust. You can still be cautious and careful and not overly trusting and still love others. So this might sound complicated, but once you really start to get the concepts of it, it's so simplistic, it makes you smile. It just You just fall right into it. So what is the message you've gotten in your life on whether others love you? And what is the message you've given out? Are others worth you loving them? And if you love them, does that mean you have to let everybody in the door? And if you love others, does that mean you trust everybody with your heart, your children, your money? What? What does that mean? How do you love others without being stupid, without being harmed? And the interesting thing is we do the same thing with loving ourselves. When we love ourselves, we can still try to better ourselves or to grow and expand. It doesn't mean that we stop. We can love others and know for them that they are worth loving, but they might have work to do. And in the work that they have to do, we may have to not let everybody in the door. That's okay. So we're going to go to break. And when we come back, I want to keep honing this down so that you get the concept here. Again, if you want a free download of my DVD called Earth School, email Dr. Patty, D-R-P-A-T-T-Y, at patriciabay.com. And put Earth School in the subject line. And I'll probably answer all those emails on Monday morning and send out the link for the download and let you get Earth School. Okay, going to go to break. We'll be back in a minute. Welcome back to Therapy in a Nutshell. 
This is the song The Enchanted Lake by Randy McGinnis from Ancient Voices. And I will share with you a beautiful story. The Enchanted Lake is a beautiful lesson in the Cherokee culture. And I first learned about the Enchanted Lake after Rich died, uh, my husband that had the brain disease. We were together 39 years. And when Rich died, I was a chocolate mess. It was not pretty, I'll tell you that. Um, but Randy McGinnis was a good friend. And he had been very supportive of Rich while he was dying. Uh, he, Rich would call Randy often when he was raging. They were both military people. Uh, Rich was very supportive of the military, and Randy was a special forces guy. And they, Rich would call Randy and rage. And Randy would do Cherokee prayers with him and help calm him down. It was really, really pretty beautiful. Well, after Rich died, Randy was just a good friend to me. And sometimes I would call him just a chocolate mass, sobbing, weird. And he would do Cherokee prayers with me, too, to calm me down. And he would tell me the story of the Enchanted Lake. And it was an absolutely beautiful Cherokee lesson that gave me a ton of comfort. And when I hear that song, The Enchanted Lake, it lets me realize and remember the beauty of that story. And what's interesting, I told my producer, Jared, who picks the music for the show, I don't. Jared picks it. I told him he was extremely intuitive because the story of the Enchanted Lake is much like the story of Earth School. And I told Jared he's far more intuitive than he realized. (laughs) He's an excellent producer, and I deeply appreciate his hard work. So if you want to hear more about the Enchanted Lake or listen to the music, get Randy's CD, Ancient Voices. Go to randymcginnis.com. And the songs on there are absolutely breathtakingly beautiful. Okay, let's go back to talking about our school. Let me finish this up so you can kind of grab this lesson. And again, if you want a free download of my DVD, Earth School, email me at drpatty, D-R-P-A-T-T-Y, at patriciabay.com and put Earth School in the subject line. And hey, I want to tell you guys, I get a lot of emails from people telling me how much Therapy in a Nutshell is helping them, and I'm so deeply blessed by that. My goal is to give people the information they need to heal and to grow and to do that in a way that people who can't afford therapy or can't get to therapy have a vehicle to stimulate their growth. And that's what this radio show and this podcast, Therapy Not Show, is all about. So um, I love to hear your stories of how it's helped you. And I get a lot of emails from all over the world, actually, of people that it's helping. So make sure you go to the right Therapy in a Nutshell, uh, Therapy in a Nutshell podcast by Dr. Patricia Bay. And don't go to the one who's trying to take my copyrights. Okay, um, so we're talking about our school. And you're learning how to love yourself and love others. And, I, and you're, from the last section, I want you to recognize that the baggage we come in with and the lessons that we learn as we're growing up all affect how we see the world, and how we see ourselves. And that can affect how well you do at loving yourself or loving others. So the last one, how do we learn to love that there is something greater than us in this universe? Is it a higher power? Is it God? Is it Jesus? Is it, what is it? And I'm not going to tell you the answer to that because I'm going to tell you I have my own belief systems that give me a lot of comfort 
and you can explore to find what your belief system is. But what I'm looking for in my office is, do you feel like you're a helium balloon without a string? That you have no grounding to this earth or connection to some kind of higher power or higher energy or something? And are you floundering around in fear? That's what I'm looking for. I'm not judging what you believe or don't believe. I'm not trying to tell you how to believe, but I'm telling you, when you have a connection to that third love, I love, I know that there's something beyond me that I will go back to when I die. That is something that is extremely comforting and gives you a sense that you are not alone and that there is oneness that envelops this earth school experience and that when we return to that, we are okay. So I I never realized that earth school was going to be a comfort to terminally ill people. And after I published it as a DVD quite a number of years ago, um, look at what the copyright is on. I've got it here. Uh, 2004 is when I copyrighted and published earth school. And it has helped so many people that are terminally ill because when you are faced with your mortality, you can get really frightened. And when you're frightened, it increases the adrenaline and the cortisol that's put out in your body. It creates stress hormones. It takes away the peace of the last part of your earth school existence. So if we can learn to let go of the fear of the passing over, of the dying, of the moving back to where we came from, you could have more peace in the last stages of your life, whether you're healthy and doing well or whether you are faced with an exit that's going to come sooner than you wanted or sooner than you knew would happen. So I've heard from a lot of people over the years that have watched our school, watched the DVD, or just listened to it, close their eyes and listen, and they find a lot of comfort in it, and they feel a release of a burden from their shoulders of fear. So the really important part here is if you are facing the end of your life, and I know that there's at least one friend of mine who is terminally ill and only has a couple months left to live, and she and I talk about this often. So if you are facing the end of your life, stop and say, have I learned to love myself? Have I learned to love others? And where are my deficits in both of those places? And do I know that I'm going to go back to that beautiful oneness and I don't need to be afraid? These are the issues that we deal with the entire time we're here in our school. But when you are faced with your impending death, these issues are front and center in your face. I, I tell you a story about a friend of mine. I, for some reason, I end up helping people die. I guess it's because I'm not afraid of it. But I had a friend um, a number of years ago, probably 15 years ago, who was dying of cancer. And he had always been very closed off, kept people at arm's length, uh, was not a real touchy-feely, emotional, huggy, lovey kind of person, although he was a good man. And I respected him a lot. But he was very standoffish and very cool. And people had a hard time connecting with him emotionally because he was just so kind of rigid. But when he was dying of cancer, and I went to see him a lot because I, I think I gave him a lot of comfort 
with these type of ideas that I'm teaching you here today. But I remember in the last eight weeks of his life, it was like his heart cracked open. You remember the story of the Grinch when his heart grew three sizes that way and that day, and all of a sudden the Grinch could love. That's what happened with this friend of mine. During the last eight weeks of his life, it's like his heart grew three sizes, it cracked open, and all of a sudden he learned how to love. And he was able to say it. He said to me, oh, this is amazing. Why didn't I do this? Years ago, he was, he was about 50 when he died. And he said, why didn't I, I've wasted so much time not loving, not loving myself, not loving others, being critical and judgmental of others. Um, he had a sense of spirit and that he was going to go back to God and that was okay with him. But he had really, he began to realize how much time he wasted not learning how to love. And it was the most beautiful thing to watch him expand his heart and let people in. The people that came to visit him on his deathbed, and he asked for people to come visit him, and he connected with friends, and he told them what they meant to him and how they had touched his life. And I remember just sitting back in a chair watching him so ill, literally laying in bed, almost ready to die, And the beauty that surrounded him, and I told you I could see energy around people, but the energy that surrounded him was exquisite as he learned to love. And it's phenomenal. So what's really important is we come to Earth School to learn those three lessons, to learn how to love ourselves, to love others, and to love that place we come from. And when we learn that, we gain peace. We let go of fear, we calm down, we gain peace, and we go forward in this world with less trepidation. Now, I'm really good at this. I understand how to love myself. I think I love others really well. I love God deeply. I have a deep spiritual connection with my my beliefs. And I feel like I have a lot of peace. Does that mean I ever go into fear? Of course I do. This is Earth School. This is a human condition. I get anxious sometimes. I, um, As Randy says to me sometimes, I go to the tea store, the trouble store, and look for trouble <laughs> because I'm human. So every once in a while, when you get off center and you find yourself afraid, remind yourself, that's what you're here to do on Earth School. You are here to get afraid so that you come back to that place of love and remind yourself that you are here for a reason. So one more time I want to tell you, if you would like a free download of my DVD, Earth School, email me at drpatty, D-R-P-A-T-T-Y, at patriciabay.com. And Bay is B as in boy, A-Y, like San Francisco Bay. Dr. Patty at patriciabay.com. Put, put Earth School in the subject line and tell me what you've learned from Therapy in a Nutshell. I would love to hear it and I'll write everybody back that I can. I'm pretty good at that. Sometimes it takes a couple of days because I get a lot of emails. But I want to tell you, you've been listening to Therapy in a Nutshell. This is Dr. Patricia Bay, Dr. Patty. All my work is copyrighted, all rights reserved. And on Therapy in a Nutshell, I just want to help heal the world one hour at a time.
The news from Town Hall is brought to you on KCNR Shasta Reading by Shasta Regional Medical Center. Your life, your health, your choice. Shasta Regional Medical Center.